Thanks for checking out Rock Urban Podcast. We believe that God is on the move and that he uses the power of his word through preaching to speak life. We hope you're encouraged today by the message of Pastor Gary Peterson. I don't know if any of you listened to our president's Easter, Easter greeting to everyone around the world. He started out by talking about the Passover that took place actually about 3,000 years ago in Egypt when the Hebrew people had been in slavery under the oppression of another people group for some 400 years. And then God decided that it was over. He wanted his people to be free. He wants us to be free. And so he went after the oppressed Hebrew people that were slaves in Egypt. Many of their bodies greased the runway for the massive stones that would put together the pyramids that the pharaohs would rest in. And God had enough of it, and he brought all the plagues upon Egypt, but that didn't seem to get their attention. And so he said, well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to make this more serious. And he said specifically that he would take the firstborn in each family. And the only way that you could escape that was to put the blood of a spotless lamb, a lamb without spot or blemish, put it over the top of the doorframe and put it on the side of the doorframe. And that would signify to the, the angel that would sweep through the country of Egypt and kill all the firstborns, it would signify that you believe and trust God that he will pass over. Well, some 3,000 years later, during the Passover season, and the Hebrew Jewish people are still looking for their Messiah, I thank God today, this day, that Christ and God the Father found me and he found you, and he brought a new meaning to Passover. A new meaning, a meaning that would grip our hearts so much that we would actually be willing to live our entire life this way because of our belief that Christ would pass over our sin and free us from death if we only believe in him and what he did on the cross as the payment for our sin. Hallelujah, praise the lamb, right? Thank you, God, for what you did. We celebrate you today and Jesus, our Savior. No show, God, only coming from the heart that we love you. We worship you. You know, people don't just die for anything. People are not willing to give their life to live for just anything. They die for something and they live for something that they actually believe is worth living and dying for. That's salvation. People are in this room, you have no desire to live for God as my father and mother did when I was a young person growing up, no desire to live for God. I often prayed, God, please come into our house because my parents are on the verge of divorce. This could be over. All these years later, two of my children are raised and are married to godly Christian men, and my young Asian adopted son is a believer in Jesus Christ. How you raise your family makes a difference. As I 
Facebooked my story yesterday a couple different times. It was interesting that my niece, Carrie Kuchenmeister, who I don't even know, she grew up in the my sister's home, my sister growing up in the same home I did to understand what salvation was, never passed this to her girls. But I, I, I Facebooked what I believe because I can't hold it inside. I Facebooked and she liked it this morning. And she'll probably listen to this message. And my prayer is that you will join me in accepting what Christ you have done for us is so amazing. Isn't it amazing? I want to live my life. You say, you're, you're just a fake with that stupid red scarf and that stupid white jacket. Look beyond that. Look beyond it. Because you know, many of us are flailing around in misery today, wondering why life is so difficult. I prayed all the time for my parents, and then one day they went to church. God changed their life, but it didn't last. It didn't pass. And God will now not be able to pass over my siblings because they're not believers. Oh my goodness, people, listen to me. You don't live and die for something that you don't believe in. When Jesus left the earth, he, he simply said this to his followers. He said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am because I want to fellowship with you. I want to talk with you. I want you to look at the nail-scarred hands that I have and, the, and the, the, the things that I faced I did for you so you could be free. You don't need to live in addictive behaviors constantly being oppressed and wondering if there's anything to life. Christ died on the cross so that we could be free. And he actually said this, because I live, you too shall live also. Do you know why the resurrection is so crucially important today? It's because when I just came back from Vietnam where I was for two weeks, spent with people who have, we have witnessed to and shared our faith with and have become believers in Jesus Christ out of an extremely communist Buddhist country. That Buddha is just a fat guy that sits around waiting for everybody to die and go to hell with them. It's just a fat guy. Allah is not God. While we worship here freely today, I was reading Breitbart, which is a conservative news commentary on what's going on around the world. And they, they reported that in 2016, some 90,000 Christians around the world were martyred for their faith. And you had a hard time coming to Easter service today? Oh my gosh. You don't even try to pretend that you're going to heaven. Don't even try to pretend you have no desire to live for God. He's not first. I can tell you this. We might have made a lot of mistakes today, but this is our passion. Our passion is to give all we have for him. He's worth, worthy, is he not? He's worthy on Easter Sunday for us to shout and sing his praise and clap and dance. He is worthy. He's so worthy. I was reading this week that Underneath the city of Rome, which my wife and I have been there, I can't imagine this, but underneath the city, they say there are 600 miles of catacombs that are woven under the entire city, and that in those 600 miles of catacombs, four million Christians hid and died because of their faith. 
Christians were martyred because of their faith and they wouldn't give it up because Jesus is alive. If you have him in your life, you know that what I'm saying is true. He's alive and he invigorates you and he makes you know that you have eternal life. A better life's coming. Yeah, a better life is coming. It's your day today. You ought to reach out to him right now and say, I believe. As my, as my awesome new brothers in Christ have done in Vietnam, Hallelujah, they worship not Buddha, not some shrine, not burning money in the street is the habit of most of them, but worshiping God now as a Christian on Easter Sunday around the world. I read this, I read this morning, I shared this with the team before we presented the program this morning, that last weekend in Egypt, 90 miles outside of Cairo, and I've been there also, so I understand what it's like there, 90 miles outside of town, Believers were meeting in a church, a Coptic Christian church. And a young boy tells the story of how normally they video the service, and he, for some reason, doesn't like to be in the video, and so he put his head down underneath the railing in front of him and, and bowed, and just then he heard a massive explosion, and some believers in Allah went there and killed multiple Christians. He woke with body parts all over himself. I would say this, if you are a true believer today, you fear God. If you are a true believer today, you pray that God will spare us so that we can worship as we want. If, you don't, if you're not interested in that, you are not a believer, and I will not stop saying it. You need to get Jesus in your life. You need to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to save you from a life of misery and oppression. Come on now and accept Christ in and have a whole change of heart and purpose in life. If those Christians around the world can do it, we can do it. We're free. We have it way too good. That's the problem. We don't suffer for the sake of Christ. So many died after Christ was on this earth. Century after century, individual after individual, people have lived and died in the confident hope that one day, very soon, Jesus will sound a trumpet and come on a white horse and take us to be with him. The Jews are still waiting. If you went to Jerusalem, you would see him there. As we stood by the wall in Jerusalem, there are people putting their prayers on little pieces of paper and tucking it into the cracks in the wall. Every crack is stuffed with prayers. They're still looking for their Messiah. I know this this morning. He was here. He is risen. He is now preparing a place for us. Paul said this, we recognize that the sufferings of this world are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. If you do not want to live for Christ today and if you find yourself faltering and even wanting to go to church, you need to seriously check whether you're a child of God or not. You really do. Because if you're a child of God, you know that this life is nothing next to eternity and you live for the next life instead of this one. Yes, you do. And, and, and Paul goes on in Philippians and says, Our citizenship is in heaven from which we look for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is coming, incoming, shall change this lowly body 
this vile body and make it into a body like unto his own glorious body. Paul wrote those words to the Philippian believers. And look what he says in 1 Corinthians. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. We will not all die is what he means. But we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable. Yes, raised imperishable. And we will be changed, for the perishable must clothe itself in imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up. In victory, the enemy has been defeated. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is the power of sin. It's the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ this morning. We don't have to live like corpses. He's made us alive. He's energized us with the power to live triumphantly over addictive behaviors and garbage that takes us down a path. As I, as I went, we've only been in this building a couple months. God gave us this garage. A little old lady came this week and wanted to see around because her husband purchased many tractors here. It's hard to picture now. He bought all of his tractors here, and she knew the building, and she walked through, and she was just amazed at the way it looked. And I thought, you ought to be here to see how God is moving. Because God's moving. He's moving to every car that goes by this place on this street. We pray, God, may the people in those cars become believers if they're not. And if they are, may they live triumphantly in their lives for Christ. You know what the real signs of a true believer are? Real quickly, number one is a transformed life. A transformed life. If you are truly a believer, you have become a new creation. You desire spiritual things. You want to live for God. Number two, the evidence of Scripture. The Bible says this, I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day. Guess what? You know, there used to be a custom among the Egyptians that they would have these parties these crazy wild parties because the philosophy of the day became this hedonism ruled and it was eat drink and be merry for this could be your last day and they would bring a carved mummy case carved in the form of a person with an actual mummy inside of it and say just eat yourself into oblivion die you know what Christ says don't I live when you die to self, you live. When you die to that, when you die to that animalistic desire that is constantly on Facebook, is anybody out there? Does anybody hear me? Is anybody listening? Because I'm lonely. You know it's you. You know you've tried the other path and it doesn't work. I've tried the other path. These people have tried the other path. You know why they're willing to give this level of sacrifice to do this stuff, learn these dances and all this? It's because Christ lives in us and we want to live for him. Easy to say you'll die for him. How about saying, I'm going to live for Jesus. I want my kids to live for Jesus. I want my marriage to be focused on Jesus. I'm going to live for Jesus. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you will die, is the hedonistic attitude of many. 
You know how you know you're a believer when you believe that the evidence of the eyewitnesses is the truth. That's the third and final way. You believe the scripture, do you? Because the scripture says he was seen by Peter, then the 12, and after that he was seen by 500 brethren at one time, of some which have died. In other words, the eyewitnesses are still living when Paul pens the letter. And after that, he was seen by James and by all the, all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. I am the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether I, I were... I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. You know what people are going to do and what the devil's going to do? He's going to say, make the slide projector not work. Make the sound not work. Make the whole place fall apart. And I say this, nope, it's not going to work with us. We'll just use the keyboard. Uh-huh. I'm sick of Satan's tricks, aren't you? You, you, you continue to go through this cycle of blame and, and guilt and oppression and more oppression and hiding and sleeping and trying to get away from all the things that are happening in your life. And God is saying to you, you need to give in. You need to die to self and accept the life of Christ inside of you and you have new purpose, don't you? Because the enemy has been defeated. Sometimes I'm in my house alone and the enemy comes in. I was studying the other day. And doors started slamming. And he said to me, I'm here. I'm the prince of the power of the air. I run this sound system. I run this house. I open and close these doors. That's what Satan likes to say. And God says, no, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You have, yeah, yeah. I should have, the, I should have the choir up here all the time because I could just go on and on. They're just, just giving me all the kudos I need up here. I'm telling you right now, the enemy has been defeated. I want you to turn the house lights on for a second and you to close your eyes because this could be the most important day of your life. Easter Sunday, 2017. Place is full, packed. You did not come by accident. You came because God is talking to you. Yes, he is. He's been talking to you. You know it. You've been hiding in oppression. You have been depressed. You have felt like there's no way to turn. And God is saying, this is your day of new beginnings. All the people in the house that can say emphatically this morning, I'm a believer in what Jesus Christ did on the cross for my sins. I know I'm going to heaven the moment I die. Emphatically raise your hand. I want to look around. That's the majority of the people in here. But it's easy to see very quickly that's not, that's not everyone. Put them down. I'm not trying to embarrass you. No one else is looking around. You say, I've had enough of this. I'm sick of Satan's tactics. I believe the scripture. I believe in Jesus Christ. He died for me. I confess. I know that I'm a sinner, and I need him for salvation in order to get to heaven. This is your day. Slip your hand up right now. I'm not going to embarrass you. I need Christ. I would like to be saved today. Okay? Two young men right down here. Anyone else? Today could be your day. I need to believe in Jesus. Brian, right there are two young men right there with their hands up. Yep. And there are two ladies in the back. Um, if we have any ladies that are capable of speaking to them, I need you to step out right now. Katie, go for it. Okay, Becky. Anybody else? 
Come on, people have been praying for you. Your family's been praying for you. Your relatives have been praying. Some Christian somewhere has been praying for you. You got invited today because God wanted to change your destiny forever, and you know it. And I'm feeling stronger right now than, than even previously. I'm believing right now that God wants you to make this your day of salvation and believe in Jesus Christ. Raise your hand. I'm going to give you this last opportunity to do this. I need this, Pastor. Because I don't, I don't have that same power. I don't have that same belief system. This can be your day, Easter Sunday. Anyone else, lift your hand. Then we will stand together. At Rock Urban, we hope that through our podcast, you will experience the grace and love of Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, please check out our website at therockmi.org.